three, two, one. Welcome to The Peaceful Truth, the podcast where we talk about everything from women empowerment, feminism, and everything in between. You are joined by your co-hosts, Kenzie Meekbeck and Megan Hoart. How's it going, Meg? Good. The weather's really crappy. I know. It's been a Seattle bummer this past few weeks. It has. It has. It's really cold and nasty, and we haven't seen the sun in a long time. And it's like busy season at work because the year's almost over, and so you're like, oh, shit. I have so much to do before <laughs> quarter one. At least that's what I feel like. Yeah, definitely. Um, how was your weekend? Um, it was good. I worked some and then I did uh, Robin Melissa back. Oh, yeah. And so um, I went to go see them last night for Kirtan and it was really fun and really good. And it reaffirmed that I'm going to be planning an India 2019 trip. Are you so excited? Yeah. That's awesome. But I don't think I'm going to tell my parents yet because I'm... Um, Do they listen to the pod? No, they don't <laughs> even probably know what podcasts are. But um, I think I'm going to go by myself. That's awesome. Just alone 100%? Well, I'm going to... I think I'm going to spend my whole time at an ashram. Oh, cool. So, I, like, the traveling there would be alone. But then once I'm there, like, an ashram, you know, is a community. So... That would be so fun. So, that's yeah. That's exciting. And that's awesome. And so they're back. They're back. They were in India for a really long time. And so um, it was really good to see them. Very cool. Um, That's awesome. What did I do? So this weekend, let's see, Friday night. Oh, um, I had a girls night with some of my gal pals. And we went to Bottle House, which is like this cute little um, wine restaurant type Thing, but they specialize in wine and serving you wine um and then after let's see and then saturday ran some errands um we had a crazy windstorm i know it was crazy in seattle and uh, we have a rooftop and our umbrella we accidentally left up there and <laughs> it uh blew over and broke so we had to go to the like literal city dump and drag it, it over there. That um, wind was insane. It was it was Friday night when it was really bad, right? Yeah. I was driving and it was insane. Yeah, so it broke on Friday night. And then um and then Saturday I went to a Christmas party and it was a lot of fun. And then today um I was walking outside and I dropped my phone on the concrete. <laughs> So I just got a new iPhone today. Now we both have brand new iPhones. When did you get yours? Um, maybe like a week ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you like already had it. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Why did you get a new iPhone? Why did you get a new one? I had like the minute. six. I had really? A really old oh, one. Shit. I had the seven, which wasn't bad, but I mean, I made it last two years, solid years. So Two solid years. Yeah. Yeah, it was just time for a new one, so I I like it. Well, cool. Yeah, it seems pretty cool. Got a good camera, so uh, I'm not that tech savvy, so I'm just like, oh, it's cool. It's really fast. It's super fast. It's like instant, kind of. Yeah, and I'm also getting used to the new touch screen, you know, versus like yes, putting your finger on it. So it took me a while to figure out how to do a screenshot, and it took me a while how to turn it off. Yeah, and, like, I used to be able to record videos by pressing, like, the volume up and down bottom, like, on the side of the phone, but now I can't figure out how to do that on this one. I haven't tried yet, so I can't tell you. Damn. You're a weak expert compared to me. (laughs) The camera is really good, though, I think. Yeah. And I figured out how to turn it off, 
And um, other than that, yeah, it with my six, I would have to push a button like if I wanted to text somebody. Yeah. I'd have to push like messages like five times before it oh, would. Oh, yeah. It just got old. It just got old. I, I think know. I think Apple does it on purpose. I think they infest it with bugs and then make you to make you as soon as a new one comes out. I'm pretty sure that's proven. And um, it's proven. I'm pretty sure. Like I'm sure I'm pretty sure there was like an article about them like throttling the service based on like uh. and um you know what I love that you should get and I'm getting it for this new phone and I discovered it this summer a pop socket which is like the thing that you hold it with and those are bomb and I and I ordered a case on Amazon because I didn't like the T-Mobile cases but um so I'm gonna put it on there once I get it and then they have a car hook for your pop socket and you can just nice okay i'll get one get one and it makes it you'll never hold your phone the same guess what i'm getting for christmas i already know what because i asked for it (laughs) a pop no an iWatch. girl that's what i asked for oh from des from the parents the parents very nice that's exciting i'm excited that's awesome i'm not sure what i'm gonna do with it but i just you know want to look it'll track your steps it'll track my heart rate make sure you know everything's in order it has a you a new yoga uh oh really yeah so then you can see how many calories you burn during yoga oh that'll be really nice yeah for exercise it's nice i'm really excited about it and i can tell you know right away oh so and so texted me exactly as a, mine's like already glued to me it's basically a watch on <laughs> you it. should just put a little bracelet on it <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah hook a bra- like pop sockets to make bracelets and I'm like, it's a watch and a phone be, combined. That would be a great parody, actually. <laughs> and you like hook, this. yeah, you hook it into the watch <laughs> attachment and you're like, let me see the time. <laughs> That's a really funny idea. That's really good. Um, But yeah, so got those new iPhones. But today, so we wanted to talk about... Well, I just was like brainstorming and sometimes I like the episodes where we just kind of free hand things and just like I thought you were going to say free ball. I was going to, but <laughs> I uh I went for the PG version. Where we free ball things and uh we just kind of let it happen and just talk about random shit. <laughs> but then I just pictured like the concept of what free ball means and I was like I'm just gonna say freehand because <laughs> it's too gross so okay what did you think of that we should talk about that we should free ball <laughs> <laughs> that we should talk about like career uh I I mean no we you're not like been in our careers for a super super long time but I feel like both of us have made significant decisions that might be able we could talk about and might be able to empower women to make uh, decisions that'll make them happier in their careers because we both have done stuff like that. So um, I was um, a reporter and now I'm a video producer. And, you know, in my head, I was convinced that I had to be a video reporter my whole life and it, or a news reporter. And if I didn't, then like something bad would happen. Like I was just like, my anxiety was like, I have to do it. I ha- 
like and I was in the environment that it, it was like almost like in a newsroom culture it's almost shamed if you leave it and go to PR or oh, really? another field like they talk down about it and so like it's kind of like drilled in your head or at least from my experience so that's not a paintbrush but if and it, it was just like that was the whole world you were reporting on the world and the news of what people needed and and um and maybe almost a false sense of importance a little bit from that but in, it's important but like you know to an extreme I feel like that career had and so it was really hard for me to even think outside the box but once I did um, I accomplished what I wanted to do and I became an on-air reporter and after I did that for some reason my mind was able to wonder and think of new goals and be open to that and then um once that happened, I was able to switch to become a video producer. And my point with all of that, and I love it, and I'm happy with it, and I never thought I'd be happy with or feel as fulfilled with another career. That was my main worry that I wouldn't feel as fulfilled. But I do. And I think it's the moral of that story and why I wanted to tell that story, Meg, is that I feel like sometimes you get so bogged down in your career. You're so, and you can give this advice too, and you get so into that world that you don't even allow yourself to think of other things, but it's okay to have multiple careers and wear multiple hats throughout your whole life and just have a smorgasbord of accomplishments that you've done. So what prompted you to think of, you had mentioned your, you kind of opened up your mind to other possibilities and other goals. So what kind of sparked that to be able to have a more open mind rather than I must this is my career and this is what I have to do. Well, particular, I think it's situational based, but um, when that happened to me personally, I just realized, I just heard one there. I just felt bogged down by sometimes the negativity of that environment mm -hmm. Two, And that's honestly, and I wouldn't, I didn't tell myself that at first, um, but that's partly true. Another truth to that is that I did hear a lot of people tell me that viewership was dropping and I just, I just felt like online was the way to go for video and video work in the future. And I thought that was a more profitable way. So I opened my mind to video work in general. But in college, where that all originated, and maybe this is just not even interesting, but back in college, I was hardcore only going to be a TV reporter. And I only wanted to intern at TV stations. But... Um, I, and I put together these little reels on these hard drives and I was handing them and I thought it was so cool and handing them to the different news stations at our like, um, recruitment event at our school for internships. Like that's what you do is you put together a reel, like that's how they judge if they want you to intern or Well, not. no, not even for interns have to do that, but I just thought it would like oh, make me shine. Oh yeah. And so, and then it, I gave it to one of them and it was like an online hybrid of a news station. It was newsok.com and they had a whole newsroom, a whole news setting. And, uh, but it was all online based and it wasn't on the traditional timeline of what a like daily news run is for television. So it opened up my mind to a new platform and that is actually where I, and I loved it. And that's where my creativity began and, um, kind of where I did little enterprise things like creating the podcasts. I created like little shows with newsok.com for them. So it was like, it's kind of where that drive initiated. 
So, nice. yeah. What about you? You've gone through a, a com, you're wearing completely different fields, but you went through like a pretty similar experience, right? Yeah. So I, um, started off my career in accounting and I did, um, there's a program at Texas A&M where you can get your bachelor's and your master's in accounting in five years. And then by the time you graduate, you, um, should have passed the CPA exam, which the CPA exam is like what you need in order to succeed in accounting. And it really sets you apart from other people who are pursuing accounting to get the CPA exam or to get the CPA behind your name. So I did that whole thing. And really the driver behind it was that it was so like set in stone for me. And I was a really good, I'm not, I mean, I'm smart, but I was a really good studier. Yeah. And so I knew how to study and I knew how to take tests. And so it was just one of those things where it's like, okay, you're good at studying and you're good at taking tests. So this is what you need to do. And the, and accounting and Texas A&M kind of laid it out for you and had like goals like, okay, by May you need to complete the CPA exam. Okay. In June, you're going to go meet with all the big four. And in July, you're going to start an internship and then you're gonna have a three month internship and then you're going to get an offer and then it's going to be full time. And so it was so laid out for me that I was just like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Like, yeah. And I don't know if this plays into it. And so you could tell me, no, Kenzie, that's not what happened. But like when you're in college and your whole life leading up to college, you have steps like Mm -hmm. written out and laid out and that's kind of the comforting feeling with that role because of it's still laid out for you is that kind of a motivator you felt like yeah and I think like if I would have done something that I would have really enjoyed such as psychology like it would have been more gray right like I would I know I would have for sure have to get my master's most likely have to go and get my doctorate like if I wanted to be you know a a legitimate therapist, but it's like one of those things where it was so gray that it wasn't as laid out as like business school and getting your CPA and, and like I said, internship, full-time job. So then that's the path that I chose. And I like purposefully tried to convince myself that I liked it. I don't know if I liked it. Like, I honestly don't know if I liked accounting or if I just like in my head said, you like it because you have such a clear path ahead and you know exactly how much money you're going to make and you know exactly how much a raise is going to be every year. And there's a lot of pride in the roles that you take too. Yeah. There's a lot of pride. Um, and you know, having big four on your resume is like a really all accountants want it, blah, blah, blah. So, um, that's what I did. And I did, um, two years. I was an auditor for a big four and I was, miserable and I did not like it at all and then I moved up here to be with Des and I um did SEC reporting which is like even more nerdy um it's for those of you who don't know what SEC reporting is all publicly traded companies have to file financial statements um and so I was the person who put the financial statements together yeah I wasn't the sole person. I was a member of the team who put the financials together. Um, And by the end of it, um, you know, I was in a spot where I was going to have the opportunity to manage, like, manage that process rather than being, like, in the weeds and in in the nitty-gritty of it. Um, But I said I have to go try recruiting. So I went to an agency recruiting, um, 
also known as headhunters, and I was looking for accountants. Um, and I got a lot of um, people trusted me since I was in accounting, so they actually wanted to talk to me. Yeah. Um, and they they I kind of just automatically had a little bit more trust and a little bit more credit just because. I knew what they were going through and I knew what they did. And these were people who were maybe like earlier in their career. I'd say early to mid career. Um, maybe people who had were in the big four um, and then wanting to take a step out of the big four. Um, so I would help them find jobs. And then now I'm still a recruiter, but I'm a recruiter for a really big company out here. That's really awesome. Um, if you hear Binks in the background, he's trying to drag his toy up here, so he's crying about it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so what made you passionate about recruiting and what made you want to make that big change for yourself? I think what makes me passionate about recruiting is that I get to help people and help people make really big decisions that can really impact their lives. Um, and so I think that I also like the part of it of like being like a trustworthy person who they can go to, to, um, get advice or to, you know, ask those questions that they wouldn't ask an interviewer. Um, and so that's what really, um, made me interested in recruiting. It was kind of like, oh, I get to talk to these people and I get to like be, part of a really big career decision f for their lives um, rather than like being behind an Excel document all day long. <laughs> That's really awesome. But was there a second like that you remember kind of like you asked me that made you switch your mind and change your mind about your um, initial I don't know path. if there was a second. I just, I always volunteered for, even whenever I was in accounting um, and doing SEC reporting, like we would still um, go to career fairs and we would still go to like UW and, and recruit students. And I would always uh, volunteer to go to all of the recruiting events. And then I would also get really involved in the interview process. So I would be an interviewer when we were hiring interns or when we were hiring um, accountant ones and accountant twos. Um, so I always um, volunteered for all of that stuff um, as much as possible. And so then it was kind of like, what's your favorite part of my job? And then I would say, well, my favorite part of my job is recruiting and being part of the interview process. Um, and so then I kind of just said, well, then maybe you should like really look into this and do this whole time if that's what you enjoy the most about your job. Yeah, that's a great point. So I guess like kind of what inspired behind my idea um, for this episode was I was, I think I was listening to Michelle. No, I was reading Michelle's book and I haven't even gotten that. <gasps> I'm reading Michelle's it. book. Oh yeah. Michelle Obama's book. So when at the beginning she talks about like, she's worn multiple hats and she was a lawyer and kind of got bored and then like went on and to wear, be in nonprofits and be involved in this way as the first lady, which is a job and like do all these things that were different than she originally was just like, I'm going to be a lawyer. I'm going to be a lawyer. And that actually brought a lot of comfort to me to see another woman who I look up to for her not to feel like there's ever an end point in who you are and your career and what it is. And it can always change and can always evolve and can always be different if you want it to be. And so just for like the women out there that might be like feeling a little sad in their career or not even that, but feeling like they need to take the next step, 
I just, what I just think is like, it's comforting to know that you can always make a change. You can always follow what you want to do and you can always branch out and have multiple careers for your whole life. Like the, you're, you're not in jail in this career. You can make a change if you can like put your mind to it and ask for help. Like people will be willing to help you if you just sit down and say, I'm interested in this, you know? And I also think that, you know, it's not an easy decision to make. I mean, you and I made career changes, um, but it wasn't an easy decision. By For either means. of us, yeah. Yeah. And it was scary and it, you didn't know what to expect and you didn't know if you were making the right decision. You have an identity crisis. Yeah. And you're like, also what I kind of thought to myself was, why did I spend five years, well, five years studying it? And then five years, you know, in the profession itself. So Mm -hmm. 10 years total, I spent my life in accounting. Um, And so it's like one of those things where it's like, well, first of all, why did I do that to myself for 10 years? And second of all, like, what, what should I have done differently so that I could have ended up where I ended up now? But at the end of the day, I wouldn't be in the job that I'm in now if it wasn't for everything leading up to it. Um, because like I said, um, people can, I can relate really well to people whenever they come to me to talk about career changes and talk about career moves. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's a little bit of an identity crisis. Yeah. And it'll be scary, but if you ask for help, it's out there. I also think it's really, um, cool to have, I think it's important and sometimes it's debilitating when you have a bad one, but also picking out the people like a good work environment for you. Like I'm blessed to relatively have a very great group of managers who I've felt comfortable enough to sit down and say, here are my goals. And then they help you um, within that career path, find the next step and branch out there and make action items. And not only that, but if you don't even have a manager like that, you can look at your company or look at the place you're in and say, where can I expand to from here? And how can I meet these goals? And are my interests aligned in like other projects? And can I just walk up to someone and say, can I make this change at the company? Can I make this project happen at the company? And sometimes that'll be very fulfilling and kind of change your path within that company. And you can mold a role sometimes, at least for me, my company is kind of like a startup uh, vibe. It's not anymore, but it used to be. So you still have that freedom to do things like that. But I feel like in a lot of careers, that could be the case. What do you think? about that. Yeah, I think that's a great point too. And then another obviously really big issue that we faced um, with this career change was um, money. And so for me, the first time around when I like officially made the jump into recruiting, I took a significant pay cut. Um, And so it's one of those things where you do have to weigh that in because Um, weigh that into your decision because unfortunately this world does revolve around money and you can't live without it. Um, And so that is a factor that you need to consider when thinking about things, but I don't think it should be the only factor because I took a 50% pay cut the first time around and, um, and I'm still alive and happier than ever. (laughs) See, that's great. And, um, like mine was kind of the reverse. You never know how it's going to happen. Like, 
I followed a career path that I was at first very passionate about and very happy with and very confident and it made me feel good inside to do it. Um, and, but it didn't pay a lot, but I don't regret doing that. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it's just about being money conscious in those roles, but I want to discourage you if it's like a pay cut. Um, I mean, if you're going to rest your head and feel better at the end of the day, I personally think it's worth it. Um, and yeah. Yeah. And it's just one of those things about making different priorities and finding other little things. Like I, whenever I took the really big pay cut, I, um, did Rover on the side Mm -hmm. and oh my God, part of me is just like, everybody should just do Rover 24 seven because at the end of the day you make pretty good money (laughs) and you get to play with dogs and you get to play with dogs. So it was just like finding other little side things to make up for and I taught I taught like a lot of yoga like kind of any spare time where I wasn't working I was teaching yoga um and so that helped out a lot too um now that I am kind of past that initial oh my gosh I just took a huge pay cut now I can start to you know have some more time to myself and not teach yoga 24 7 only teach yoga on Sundays so um yeah, it's just, it's part of the consideration, but don't let it be the deciding factor. Yeah. And sometimes that's just how things are, but you could pick up a hot hobby or a side hustle or create your own path. I feel like, uh, the internet has opened a lot of doors and, um, another thing I would just personally recommend is lay out a list of action items of what you feel like Like I would brainstorm a list of action items of how you feel like that will lead you to get to where you want to be and just start going down that list and actually doing them and actually getting out there. And I know that's very hard oftentimes for people with anxiety like you and I to actually do stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it I found, and it might not be this way for everyone, but I found it relieved my anxiety when I do take action. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Um, so I just wanted everyone to feel like, cause I feel like you and I are hindsight is 2020 and <laughs> I feel like you and I have been able to step back and kind of give this advice and say like, you're not in prison, you're, you're not like trapped in this role. Um, you can kind of take the little steps to get there. And I also want to point out too, that yes, I'm like, a ton happier in my career and I'm really really happy with where I am in my career but don't expect everything to be perfect like once you make a career change like don't expect your job to be 100% perfect because there's going to be parts of it that you don't like either yeah no like I'm not a huge fan of spreadsheets and (laughs) my manager knows that but I create spreadsheets all the time and in fact now I'm like renovating ways to make our spreadsheets better. Never thought I would do something like that. Um, but yeah, but you know what? Take pride in those spots because like those little things lead you to do what you like to do in the meantime. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Well, what's your good thing this week? Um, my good thing is that we are going to Texas again. Are we just, I should hope, we just I'm like hoping have for sunshine. House? Should we just have a house in Texas? We go there so much. Yes. And then I'll stay in there. Okay. Okay. Um, That's exciting. Um, And then you're going all the way through New Year's Day. 
Yep, I come back on New Year's Day. That's exciting. Um, my good thing this week is I'm excited about my iPhone. You know what? <laughs> I got myself a present today. You know what? You got yourself a brand new iPhone. I'm gonna enjoy it. <laughs> oh, I got Apple Care. Did you? Yeah, I had to. I was like, this thing is too expensive. I'm not not getting Apple Care. Right, but then it's like twenty dollars on I your know. bill, and then twenty more dollars on your bill when you upgrade. I know. So it's a pain. I'm just like, oh, whatever. And you can cancel it at any time. You can. Once I get over it, like, being new, then I'm going to cancel it. But right now, it's so new. Like, if something were to happen, I would be devastated. So Me too. I was just like, exactly add same. that baby on there. Exactly. Good advice on cell phones. <laughs> okay, bye, guys. See you next week. Bye.